0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher. Today, we are looking at Jesus' wisdom on living without resentment. Living without holding on to being offended. That's what we're going to be looking at today, podcast 65. Living without resentment, a bit unlikely, don't you think? No, no, Jesus would say, absolutely necessary. And it's something that you can learn how to do. So our passage today is Luke 17. That's the Gospel of Luke, the good news, according to Luke. And the background is is that Jesus' students at times found Jesus' teaching to be far too difficult, actually impossible to do. They found certain teachings unreasonable. And in this passage, they tell him that they they just don't have enough faith to live the way that he expects them to live. And Jesus disagrees with them and says, no, you do have enough faith. You can live this way. You simply have to learn how to use the faith that you have. God had gifted them all with a measure of trust and all with a measure of faith. They just have to learn how to use what they have. And the teaching that the students found difficult was Jesus' insistence that they live without resentment, that they live without holding on to offenses, which of course means that they would have to get very, very good at practicing forgiveness. Because... There's going to be, like us, there will be endless opportunities to take offense, right? Uh, there's going to be endless opportunities to hold on to offense and end up carrying a lot of resentment. Now, Jesus, for students, are a lot like many of us, you know, we can forgive an offense if it isn't too great, right? We can forgive an offender if he or she doesn't keep repeating the offense, We can overlook small infractions and misunderstandings and irritations, but Jesus has just finished telling them that forgiveness needs to be a regular practice, no matter what, no matter what someone has done to you. Jesus says that if somebody offends you seven times in a day, never mind seven times, if somebody offends you 77 times in a day, it doesn't matter. You have to learn how to forgive. You have to learn how to forgive endlessly. There's no limit. There's no loophole. So you can see why these first disciples might have a problem with this teaching, can't you? I mean, it's, it's too hard for one thing. That's Especially if you've been deeply, deeply hurt. It's just too difficult. Now, some of Jesus' teaching is perfectly reasonable. Like, for example, the golden rule, which is do unto others as you would have them do to you, which is figure out how you would like someone, how would you like someone to treat you, okay, then you do that for them. Now, that's such a reasonable thing. And uh, for most of us, it's like, yeah, the golden rule, that, that makes a lot of sense. But unlimited forgiveness, I mean, it's just a whole different category. And this is where the disciples say, well, we don't have enough faith for that. We don't have enough faith. We can't do that. And by the way, this word faith, when they say we don't have enough faith, you can exchange the word faith for the word trust, and sometimes it, the meaning is much, much clearer. You know, it's, it's not even so much, you know, do you, do you have faith in God? Well, what does that mean? It's difficult to get your head around that. But think of it this way. Do you have trust in God? See, we can kind of understand what, what that means. If you think about people that you don't trust, think about people that you don't trust. Would you believe them if they lie to you multiple times? Chances are, if somebody's lying to you all the time, there's going to come a point where you're going to say, I don't believe a word he says. I don't believe a word she said. I don't care what she tells me. I don't believe it. Why? Because you just simply don't believe the person. Well, when the New Testament uses the word faith, it can be interchanged with trust. So Jesus when he speaks about faith, it's like you gotta learn how to trust God. You have to learn how to trust me. That's what it means to be to believe in or to have faith in. But this whole teaching of unlimited forgiveness for the disciples, the first students, it was like, oh, this is way too hard. And Jesus has absolutely no compromise on this teaching on forgiveness. He teaches It's something that we we need to learn how to do. We have to keep on forgiving as often as is necessary. And he also said, you're well able to do it. You don't need any more faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, that's enough. And the mustard seed in those days, thousands of years ago, that was the smallest seed that they had. So he's saying, it's not about... uh, Quantity. It's about learning how to use the faith that you have. It's about learning how to use the trust that you have. That is the trust in God that you have. Now, for clarification, I always have to mention these things when I talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't is not about Jesus, isn't teaching we have to trust everyone. So when we speak about forgiveness, you can forgive someone and not trust them. You can forgive someone and not like them. Jesus doesn't teach that we you know forgiveness is letting people walk all over us. No, He doesn't he teach that. Uh, it may surprise you that actually, Jesus didn't trust people at all for the most part. He really didn't, because he knew how changeable people were. Uh, he's not teaching that we have to approve of other people's hurtful, cruel behavior. He doesn't. Forgiveness isn't about approving of unethical behavior or violent behavior or immoral behavior. Jesus is teaching that forgiveness, learning how to forgive, whether it's yourself or another person, frees you up to live a life without resentment. And that's really important if we're going to live this abundant life that he promises. Now, the deeper the offense, the greater the damage that's been done to you, the bigger the wound, the more important this teaching is. Because forgiveness is really about learning how to not live in the past. Right? Anytime we're harboring unforgiveness, we're always we're always thinking about the past. So, and God's always trying to move us into the present because that's all we have. That's really where we're living. Unattended sorrow always leads to pain. It leads to pain for ourselves, and it leads to pain. For those around us. I mean, angry people are not easy to be around, right? Angry people are not easy to be around. What's that about? Well, unattended sorrow. And Jesus emphasizes that forgiveness, you know, as often as you need to do this, learn how to do this because we're going to have endless opportunities. And there will be endless situations and encounters with people that will leave us annoyed and frustrated or hurt or just plain bewildered or angry. We'll find ourselves in situations where disillusionment and, and cynicism will attempt to steal our inner peace. And it's like Jesus is saying no, you, you don't want to live that way, you don't give in to that temptation. Don't let those around you shape you. You follow me. You follow me. You follow my way of doing life. Don't let the love who betrayed you shape you. Don't let the parent who abandoned you or the company that fired you claim your life. Can you learn how to let go? Do you know how to release hurt and pain? Do you know how to release sadness or work through these things, anger and live freely? I mean, it's like, who needs all that baggage, right? Who or what shapes you? What shapes you? You know, is it the relationship? You know, the the, the manage the that disappoints you, is that what shapes you now? I'll never ever trust another person again, that's it, it's um, it's over. Or is it you know, it could be anything, the church that didn't stand by you, or the friend that you thought was loyal, or your partner, you thought she was loyal, you thought he was loyal, it turns out, no. Well, okay, how are you going to move forward? See, the flip side is, if I can't forgive, or if I say I'm not going to, then I end up with the hurt and the pain winning in the sense that it it leads me and it shapes me. So then you hear people say, I'll never ever be part of a church again, or this group again, or I'll never ever trust anyone again. Or, Yes, I'm angry. You would be too if you had my life. Well, Jesus is teaching, that's no way to live. That's no way to live. It's like, well, I can't, Jesus. You you don't understand what I've gone through. Well, yeah, actually. God is the one. He's probably the only one that understands what we've gone through, right? No, Jesus is quite uncompromising. You have to learn. You have to learn how to forgive. It's important. And of course, the text here says an interesting little line because the disciples are saying we can't do this. And Jesus says, look, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to a mulberry tree, be uprooted and plant yourself in the sea. It's like, what? What in the world does that mean? It doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Just because I talk to a tree, it can't be uprooted and planted in the ocean. That doesn't make sense. Trees can't be planted in the sea because I say so. And that's, of course, the point. That's exactly the point. What seems impossible isn't impossible with God. That's what Jesus is teaching. Of course, it seems impossible to you, but it's not with the Spirit's power, with God's power. No, he's saying if you you have faith the size of a mustard seed, and you all have that, You know, that's implicit in that statement. You all have a little bit. You all have a tiny, tiny piece of faith. So it's not a question of you needing more. It's more a case of learning how to use it. Now, it's not just forgiveness uh, or learning how to forgive. There's many things that we find impossible, too difficult. In fact, you may not be struggling with forgiveness today your battle might be against something else. You might be struggling in another area where you feel inadequate and not up to the task. Maybe you're battling fear. Or maybe you're struggling with confusion. You're really not sure what to do or what to say in a particular situation, a challenge. Or maybe maybe you're coping with loneliness or feel like you're not coping with it. Or maybe you're living with sickness or someone you love is or depression or financial concerns. There's so many different things, isn't there? The same wisdom applies. He's saying, Jesus is saying, no, you you have enough. Quantity isn't the problem. But you do have to take a step of faith and you do have to use it. Now, some caveats on forgiveness Because forgiveness often takes time. Especially if you've been deeply wounded by another. Now, as I say, it often takes time. I'm talking about years and years here. Any kind of abuse, whether it's verbal abuse or physical abuse or sexual abuse or emotional abuse, it doesn't matter. Deep wounds take time to heal, as in years. Now, you may be the type of person that can get over things quickly, and that's good. If, if that's you, and you say, no, it really actually doesn't take me years, I can actually uh, let go of things quickly and move on, well, that's great. But for the rest of us, most people, it takes a long time. So a healthy spiritual life It's always about healing. So a healthy spiritual life does not bury and ignore pain. So with forgiveness and this whole area of healing, minimizing the pain is absolutely not helpful. It stalls healing. Oh, it was nothing. Oh, it was nothing. Oh, I'm over it. No. Well, think about it. Ignoring it Whatever has happened in the past, not helpful. Denying it, you know, what abuse? I wasn't abused, not helpful. Pretending it didn't happen, very unhelpful. Secrecy in families, uh, not discussing things, all stalls healing and it can stall it for years. And for some people, it can stall it forever. I mean, they die unhealed basically. So it's like a physical wound in some ways. You want to expose it to light and air for healing. You don't want to be covering up or keeping it in the dark. So when you are, if you are struggling with forgiving someone because someone has really deeply wounded you, then you don't want to cover it up and you don't want to keep it in the dark. So even to begin to speak about what is hurting you or who hurt you is a big step of faith, and it's a movement toward healing. Now, remember, forgiveness is often a process. So it's going to take some time to... It's almost like it releases in increments, Now, again, for some people, it's going to be quicker than others. But for some of us, it's going to take a while. Jesus is teaching, you know, you can do this. You do have enough faith. Faith is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it gets. If you don't use it, it gets weak and it gets flabby, right? Sometimes you might look at other people. You might admire some people and you think, wow, you know, that person's so together. Or, there's a spiritual person, or there's a whole person, a fully self-actualized person, however you want to say it, um, full of faith and life and vitality. I wonder how they got that way. I wonder how that, how is that? Well, (laughs) you know, oftentimes people are just using the little bit of faith that they have. Anyone who's learned how to forgive a minor offence or a major offence, they they both start at the same place, right? Everybody begins at the same place. So you might be forgiving a minor offence or it might be a huge thing that's practically wrecked your life. We all begin in the same place. And I think one of the first steps to healing is an acknowledgement of I don't want to live this way anymore. I think that's maybe step one. I don't want to live this way anymore. I'm really tired of carrying this. And even to say that, even to come to that conclusion, that's faith working. And it might not seem like much, but any time we're willing to step out of a well-rehearsed pattern of behavior that isn't serving us well, that takes faith. And that takes courage. That takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. When we're willing to say something that we know needs to be said, even if we're frightened that it will cause conflict, if we are brave enough to actually say it, that's a step of faith. When we take an action, or acknowledge something or apologize or keep a boundary. That's all exercising faith because these things might not necessarily be easy for us, right? Maybe it's really hard to apologize. Maybe it's really difficult to take an action because I'm just frozen, right? And I'm scared. That takes a lot of courage. That takes faith. That's what faith looks like. And God meets us every time we take a step and even before we take the step. God meets us and gently leads us into freedom and healing. It's like, well, what is is God doing in my life? yeah, God is leading us into freedom, inner freedom, forgiveness. And it's not something that we work out all alone. We can't possibly do this by ourselves. We can't possibly do it alone. It's impossible by ourselves. Whether, whether it's forgiving yourself or whether you're forgiving another. Or you might be, maybe your forgiveness is for you the way that life, your life is played out. You know, it's like, well, why is my life played out this way? Everyone else around me seems to have it easier. Why is why has this happened to me? Or why is this all happening to my loved one or my family? maybe it's maybe that's who you need to, what you need to forgive you know maybe it's not yourself maybe it's not another maybe it's not god maybe it's just life in general well whatever it is whatever that burdens us it's the same promise jesus is saying you do know that you don't have to do this yourself don't you right you know that don't you that this isn't something that you're going to do alone, because we're partnered with one who is far, far greater than ourselves. That's one of the promises of Jesus, I am with you, right? You're not expected to do this by yourself, Jesus says, I am with you, I'm with you. Well, thank God for that, right? Literally, thank God for that. There's the prayer, there's the heart cry, thank you, thank you that I don't have to do this alone. Thank you that I don't have to do this alone. And thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.